All right. Hello. Uh, good evening. We're late. Sorry about that. Let's get started. We are supposed to be learning Daf Sadi um, Zion, and we're starting at the Mishnah, um, a third of the way down on Sadi Vav Amid Beis. So we're starting the second Mishnah. Just get this set over here. Sorry. All right. Uh, so again, Tzadi Vav Amid is about 15 lines down in the Mishnah. The Mishnah writes, Ben Shanim V'yom Echad, if you have a boy who is between nine years and one day old and his bar mitzvah, Sheba al Yevimto, who, um, so he's, let's say his name is Shimon. His brother Ruvain was married to Rachel and Ruvain died and Shimon is nine. And Shimon is, uh, is Baal Yevimto and then he dies. So what about when she now falls to the third brother? Now she falls to Levi. So the halacha is choletzes velomis yabemes. The halacha is that there is chalitza, but no yibum. Next case, nasa isha. Let's say that this nine-year-old married a regular woman, umes, hare zu ptura. This woman is exempt from yibum. She doesn't fall the yibum. Let's say that he, let's say that the, the nine-year-old is, the, is, the, is one of the brothers. He's married to a, to a, to a girl. And they get and he dies. So there's no yibum by her, by him, because he's only nine. So we're really what we're testing here is the limits of the nine-year-old's efficacy. How powerful uh, of a bia is that for a child uh, who's only nine? Next, Bentesha Let's say, going back to our first case, that a nine-year-old uh, is with his yivama. Um, but Umi Shehigdil, when he became bar mitzvah, nasa isha acheres umes. Then, when he was thirteen years old, on his thirteenth uh, on his thirteenth birthday, he married another person, and then he died. So, imlo harishona If after the time he became a bar mitzvah, he was not with his first wife, the wife who he was with when he was only nine, but never after they were bar mitzvah, then harishona. Then the bia had some type of impact, and she should get chalitza na'ivum. So the Tanakama holds that the wife should have either chalitza or uh, or or, or but um, she is more halachically has a stronger zika than the nine-year-old who was intimate with the avama before he turned bar mitzvah. Reb Shimon argues. Reb Shimon Omer miyabim He argues and says that. The bia of the of the ben teisha to the Yav, to the yavama is a, is the real deal, and he, she is subject even to yibum, um, and then uh, and then so he's cholets he's miyabim leizor shir tzeva cholets lishnia, and then the gemara lists the last and final din. We're about a third of the way down on tzadi vavamidbeis, and that din is that echad uh, ben tes shanav yom echad vechad ben esrim shelohevish teisiris. The halacha of a nine year old who is obviously pre bar mitzvah age. And someone who's 20 years old, but who was never maybe Shtei Cyrus, he never brought, grew two hairs, uh, so therefore he is equivalent to the nine-year-old, which is halachically very interesting, because obviously we're concerned about this person being a Sris. We're concerned about this person being halachically sterile, and that person can't marry in. So if this person is uh, sterile, so he's treated like a Ben test, meaning all of the applications in our mission of the Bia of a ben test would be true of the be of a ben esrim shelo hevi shtei saros. And we'll get into this a little bit later. Omar Rava. In the beginning of our Mishnah, in the third case of our Mishnah, we said that in regards to a case where there are two brothers, that that there has to be chalitza, but yivum elomi yabma, that din that there's only chalitza, but not yibum, says the Gemara, 
Lo tema, don't say that that's true. Hecha de'ika tzara, de'ika lemigzar mishum tzara. Don't say that that's only true, that there's only chalitza when there's a tzara, because the ha'hacha leka tzara. Here there is no tzara, and what do we see the din is? That it's michlatz chalitza yibumi lo So when we're dealing with two brothers who are... Um, who are get, getting this Yavama because of the death of their older third brother, or I guess the first brother, and the remaining two get this sister, get this uh, wife as uh, as a Yavama. So there it's Chalitza without Yibo. Uh, we're just about halfway down, 10 lines into the wide lines. Nasa Isha Umes. This is a din that we already learned about, the power of a katan, of a, the power of the bee of a katan. Tanina lahad tanarabana. Shote bekatan shanasu. They got married. So let's focus in on the katan. It applies to a shota also, because obviously those two are grouped together because of their level of das. So here we have a katan. Shanasu, he got married. Umesun is shosein pturos minachalitza minilibo. The halacha is that the katan is a, is a very low level of Tash Meshamita. And then we had the case of the Bentesha. The Bentesha was intimate with his Yavama when he was nine. But once he became a Gadol, he was not with his Yavama anymore, but he married a regular woman. So we spoke about that case. So the Gemara says, why don't we say, Why don't we say that the Tash Meshamita of a nine-year-old is similar to Maimer in a Gadol? You know that Maimer by a Gadol is Kedusha Yavama, is a Dindarabana. Why don't we say the same exact thing by uh, by Bia by the Bia of a of a nine year old? In which case, with Tilchat Sara, that had there been a Tzara, she would be able to be marrying uh, Lashuk without any interruptions. So it says the Gemara, Amarav Loasu Bias Ben We just don't hold that way. We don't say that the Bia of the nine year old is similar to Maimer and Gadol. Shmuel Amar Asu Asu. Absolutely, we do hold that way. He holds the Maisa that a Bia. Of a, of a ben teish of Yom Echad is similar to that of Maimer by a Yochanan. Let's remember Rav Yochanan's name because he's going to be the, the crux of the Gemara um, until the two dots on the top of Tzadi Zayin of Aleph. Says the Gemara Viyasu, according to the first Shita that rejects this, which is the Shita of Rav, why not? Why don't we say that the Bia of the Ben Tes is like a Maimer Begadol? Says the Gemara, you're right, it's Tanoihi, it's really a Machlokas in regards to the Katan. And uh, here's how it plays out. This was a Mishnah that we learned many moons ago, or a couple of moons ago, about four brothers. There, Gazar Mishum Tzara, there we had a Gzera, that we treated him, uh, we treated the Katan's Bia in a particular way. Yes, that case is talking about a Gadol, but the Halacha applies equally to a Katan. Why is it that the case by Arba Achen said by a Gadol? We just happen to be talking about a case of a Gadol, but the Din actually applies equally to um, to a katan and tana dehacha, but in our case svirale asu are mishum tzara. Here we don't have a gzera because of the second wife vashmin and bekatan and the din should be the same between a katan and a gadol. That's what we were talking about. So this is the din, uh, the machlokas between Rav and Rav Yochanan. But lemaisa Rav Yochanan was of the opinion of asu asu that yes we treat the bia of a nine year old like the Maimer of a Gadol. So says the Gemara two-thirds of the way down. Also Rebbe Lazar. Rebbe Lazar, important uh, historical note for our Gemara. Rebbe Lazar was a Talmud of Rabbi Yochanan. Rebbe Lazar was a third century Amora. Rabbi Yochanan was a second, really first and second century Amora. Rebbe Lazar was his Talmud. So Rebbe Lazar went around quoting Rabbi Yochanan. This is Rebbe. Omar Lishmaisa Bay Medrasha, below Omar Mishmed Rabyochan is walking around the base matter. She said, Did you hear this din that Rabyochan on top? But he didn't say Rabyochan on top. He said, Did you hear this din? 
The Bia of a Bentes is like Maimer for a Gadol, but he didn't say it in the name of Rav Yochanan. So it says the Gemara, Shomar Rav Yochanan, Ikpid. He got very upset. He was very makbid on it. Why didn't you quote it by name? So a couple of people in the base measure saw that Rav Yochanan was upset, Rav Ami and Rav Asi, and they went over to comfort him. Ol Lagabei, Rav Ami and The two of them, they saw Rav Yochanan was flustered in the corner of the base measure, sitting on a Mizrach with a shtender, and they're like, I see what happened. We heard we heard Rav Lazar saying this shita, but he didn't say it in the name of his Rebbe. They all had a small base medrash. It wasn't like the mirror where there's like 10 locations. It's all one spot, small place. So uh, they knew what was going on. They picked up the social cues. Amrule, Ravami and Ravasi said to Rav Yochanan, Lo this, this kind of story happened. There was a big machlokas about something similar to this. Not in the case, but in uh, in regards to who quoted who. Bin Nagar, in the case of a particular piece of wood, Shiyesh Barosho Glustra, it was uh, a lock, what was a lock in their day. So back in the day, they'd have a hole on the wall, they'd have a hole on the door, and when they closed the door, the two holes would align, and they'd put a peg in between the two holes to trap the door from moving. And there was a ball at the top of the peg to make sure that the ball wouldn't fall through and the lock would actually hold place. This is what they, so we're talking about this item that looks like a, uh, a peg with a ball on the top. Again, it was slid in between these two uh, interlocking holes to make sure the doors would lock. So there's a machlokas in Hilchas Shabbos about this glustera. Shenech Kubo, Rabbi Elazar, Rabbi Yossi, they were fighting about it. Uh, very uh, important halachic discussion. Take a look. At Rashi, four lines from the bottom. The Nagar Shiesh Barosho Glustra, this peg that had a ball on the top, Sherosho of the Roi the Shrikas Shumin, Ula Shar Tashmish. So, yes, it's true that it can be used as a door lock. That's true. But having a rounded head at the top of the peg also meant that it could be used to crush spices or to crush garlic. And therefore, they said, can you use this for something like locking a door? Rebbe Lazar says you're not allowed. And three lines from the bottom in Rashi, and in fact, this is how we pass in Let's say that you have a hammer, but you want to use the hammer not to hit a nail. That's an Isser Do Raisa. It's a, it's a big problem. Makiba Patish is literally the name of the Malacha. <laughs> not a good idea. Um, and uh, you, but you don't want to use it for that. You want to use it to prop open a door. You want to use it to crack open a walnut. You can use it for those things because we paskin this way. Halacha We paskin like the shita of Rabbi Yossi that a klisha malachto leiser is mutter l'tzorach gufo l'tzorach mekomo. That let's say again, the hammer is a great example, but there are other examples from around the house. Uh, some poskim consider scissors to be a klisha malachto leiser. It's a little difficult. Uh, I don't understand that exactly, but some posts can do write this. And therefore, if it's a klisha malach to lesser, then uh, I uh, like I would use a pair of scissors on Shabbos to cut the sugar packets perfectly without cutting any letters because there's a very thin space where there's no letters. So according to those who hold that scissors are a klisha malach to lesser, and therefore it's mutter letzorach gufo, letzorach makomo, you're good to go. No problem at all. That, that's allowed. So this is a machlokas in another mesech. But the Gemara says, what happened over there? We're back in the Gemara, 15 lines from the bottom. They tore a Sefer Torah out of anger. Says the Gemara, I mean, seriously? These great Amorim tore parchment like that? 
That's crazy. Says the Gemara, no. It ended up getting torn, not intentionally, just ended up getting torn. And Omar, he says, He says, it's got to be that there's some uh, some type of uh, going on here. And it turned out that that was in fact the case. And that made Rabbi Yochanan even more upset. What was he? They were giving him Musar. Like you're trying to say, don't be angry because the last time someone was angry, it turned into a base of Odazara. So it says the Gemara, Hadar Omar, all of a sudden we're best of friends. You're not, what are you doing? What are you, you're learning with me right now? You're teaching me the sugi of Glustera so that you can tell me not to get angry because otherwise it'll become a base of Odas It's not the right approach. So then, Rabbi Yaakov Baridi was the diplomat. He was the politician in the room and he knew how to talk down Rabbi Yochanan from his anger. Amar the pasuk says, "Kasher tziva Hashem es Moshe abdo, kein tziva Moshe es Yoshua, v'chein also Yoshua lo heisir davar mikol asher tziva Hashem es Moshe." Now we know, of course, that uh, Kodesh Baruch Hu taught the Torah to Moshe, his servant, and Moshe taught everything to Yoshua, and Yoshua didn't forget anything. He was he was the perfect receptacle for the Torah. Moshe kibul Torah misinim sarli Yoshua, the Yoshua the zakenim, right? All of that, fine. Yoshua remembered everything. So it says the Gemara, You think every single sentence that he said, he'd say, The Allah is it's a Kalisha Malachdolis, or I learned it from Moshe. The Allah is that it's not a Kalisha Malachdolis, or I learned it from Moshe. Every sentence, every halacha, every phrase, no way, of course not. It says the Gemara, Yoshua, Yoshe Vidorish Stam. Yoshua would sit and he'd talk in halacha, he'd talk in learning with everybody. They'd ask Shilas, he'd answer the Shilas. Everybody knew. It wasn't from him. Everybody knew that it was from Moshe. It wasn't Yoshua. So this was the comfort that uh, Rabbi Yaakov Bar-Idi, was it Rabbi Yaakov Bar-Idi? Yeah, the Rabbi Yaakov Bar-Idi gave to Rabbi Yochanan. He said, just like Yoshua didn't quote Moshe every time he opened his mouth, Rabbi Lazar is the same, Rabbi Yochanan. Rabbi Lazar is your Talmud. He's, he's not quoting you by name, but everybody knows that he's your Talmud. So you should feel comforted. Okay, he didn't quote the din of a Ben Test uh, that his uh, be is like a mimer of God. Who cares? Everybody knows that he's your Talmud. So that's what he says. Amar lehem Rabbi Yochanan pivots and he turns his head to Ravami and Ravasi and he says, How come you don't know how to give me comfort like this guy? This is the Chakira. Do you like to give Musar in a way that is, uh, you know, head to head? Or would you like to give Musar in a way that's meaningful? So this is much more constructive. So fine. Uh, certainly the second approach was better. But the question still stands. Why was Rabbi Yochanan so upset? Come on. This is Rabbi Yochanan. Why was he upset that somebody didn't quote him by name? It says the Gemara, Rabbi Yochanan, my time Why was he so upset? It says the Gemara, Dam Rabbi Yehuda that we will dwell in your tents for worlds. Is it possible for a person to live in two worlds? Turning to the top of Tzadi Zayin Radal. David says to a Kodesh Baruch They should uh, say something in my name in this world. Absolutely. Rashi. Rashi. Rashi says, so that when I am in my kever, my lips will move and it'll be as though I am alive. How would we know that that happens? Top line, Sadi Zayin Menav, to Amr Yochanan, Mishum, Reb Shimon Ben Yochai. Look who's talking now. Reb Yochanan is the one who's upset. Why is Reb Yochanan upset? Because this is Reb Yochanan's din. What did he say? Kol Tamil Chacham Shomrim Dabram Shuma Mipi, Bol Mazes, Sif Sosav, Dobevos Bekever. 
Okay, so now we have a little bit more color to the story. Rabbi Yochanan was annoyed that Rabbi Lazar didn't quote him by name because Rabbi Yochanan also taught Rabbi Lazar to quote by name Dafka because it's good for the person who dies. Rabbi Yochanan wasn't dead yet, but he wanted him to be in the good habit of quoting Rabbi Yochanan so that Rabbi Yochanan could have the zechuyos for when he were to die. What does this mean? It's like a vat of grapes. If a person takes a vat of grapes that are fermenting and you simply touch the, the surface of the water, it sends ripples throughout the water. So that's why it's good for us as much as is possible to quote people uh, by a name when we're quoting their halachos. Um, as uh, Hirsch showed this to me, there's this, uh, there's this young rub in Eretz Yisrael who's referred to as the Yanuka. Have you heard of this? Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. <clears throat> this guy's like 33 years old. It, all the gadolim are, are like sitting. You got to just Google the Yanuka. Y-A-N-U-K. You got you to watch it. It's uncanny. Yanuka. Y-A-N-U-K. The Yanuka. He's very young. I think he's in his young 30s. And uh, he sits and learns all day. But all of a sudden, people are like asking him to give shiurim. And when he gives shiurim, not only are they beautiful, but he can give any marimakom anywhere. And like down to the page, like it's really not normal. It's really something like you're almost like choshesh that something's weird. You know, like it's, uh, it's, so unbelievable. it's unbelievable. Right. It, 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 you like, wow, he's so young. Okay, Rechaim Kanievsky Mele, he was 94 years old. He learned chas, you know, whatever, 80, 90 times. I understand. You know, That's fine. Oh, uh-huh. it's, it's, it's a strange picture. Usually the white beards are speaking. Right, right. And the brown beards are surrounding. Right. So this is the dinner of Yochanan. This is why Rabbi Yochanan was annoyed that uh, Rabbi Lazar didn't quote him by name. Annoyed again. I, it's a higher level. I don't mean to, don't mean to low, lower what's happening here. We said at the end of our Mishnah, the Mishnah that we started with on Sadi of Abba that the Mishnah there writes that Echad ben Teshashanim, and as well a person who's 20 years old, but with no with no saras, with no pubic hair, that they have the same din. Urmin, we have a steer from another Mishnah. If in fact we have someone who doesn't have two pubic hairs, we have to bring a proof that he's in fact of age. Look at his birth certificate. All of a sudden we call him a stress. And then what's his din? By him we say no chalitza, no yibum, but that wasn't the din in our Mishnah. By the din in our Mishnah, we said that there was chalitza without yibum. So that's a stira. This Mishnah continues, though, with uh, the status of a woman of similar biological challenges. Bas Esrim Shana, you have a girl who's 20 years old, a woman. She doesn't have Shte Syros. We have to prove her age. And So this is a kasha in our Mishnah, because our Mishnah said that the Ben Tes is equal to the Ben, ben Esrim without Shte Syros. But our Mishnah says that a Ben Tes, if he is with his Yavama, she's Cholesis Flomisia Bemis. Yet here, what, for the Ben Tes, who has no Shte Syros, which we said was if A equals B and B equals C, so A equals C. If you're saying that the Ben Tes is, is going to generate Chalitza, but Naibum, and you're saying a Ben Kaf is the same as a Ben Tes, then why does this Mishnah say that the Ben Kaf does not generate Chalitza Naibum? It says the Gemara, about a third of the way down, we're heading toward the end of the Perek. No. No, the case over here in the Brisa that we just quoted a couple of lines ago, that's when he was born with Simon Esris. Our Mishnah, Ansari Vavamid Beis, the person wasn't born with any Simon Esris, nothing. He looks like a perfect, remember we spoke about the case of Simon Esris, that maybe he urinates from two places and all the different biological things that we had learned about. Fine, so says the Gemara, 
that uh, that's why in that case it's different than our case. So this Bryce that we just learned is talking about a baby who was born with Simon Isris. Amarava de Kanami, this makes a lot of sense actually, because when you look at the Bryce we just quoted at the two dots a few lines ago, Dikhtani, who asris, Shmamino. Says the Gemara Bechilo, Noldulo Simon Isris ad Kama Tani, ad Kama, excuse me. If a person is born like in our Mishnah without any Simon Isris, he's 20 years old and he has no, no Shte uh, Saros, and how long is he equivalent to a nine year old for? When do we put him in the bucket of Isris? It says the Gemara, Tani um, If you're looking for Musar, this should do it. it says the Gemara uh, that a person should uh, be considered a Sris even with no Simonim, just the absence of hair, by the time they've filled up half of their years. Oh, and the Rishonim here write that half of your years is 35 years. I just celebrated my 42nd birthday on Shavuos. So I guess we're past. No, my Goyesha birthday. I was born on Kaf Siva. Got a couple more days. It says the Gemara, Ki asu rava. rava would give Musr in cases like this, Halachic Musr, this is what you should do. If the person was very frail, go, go, go eat some pancakes. Go get yourself uh, healthier. I don't know if pancakes are healthier, but go, go eat some good healthy food. The uh, Ibari, if he was a, you know, a Zaftig guy, yeah, he's eaten a lot, he looks good. Put him on a diet. Dahani simonim, sometimes the simonim of normal puberty, of having the pubic hair, says the Gemara, zimnin de nisre machmas kichishusa. Sometimes a person loses those hairs because they're weak. And the zimnin de natre machmas briusa. Sometimes they're, they're so full, they eat such good food that that also causes problems. Uh, very hard to understand biologically what this means. Other than like alopecia and some other strange diseases, uh, this would have to be uh, something unique. We're not used to this. We're not used to this. Okay. Hadron Alacha Isharaba Bar Hashem, we finished another parak. Uh, we're about to turn the corner to the 100th plot a couple more days. And Yeratam, uh, we should come back to this daf in seven and a half years. Starting a new parak now, a parak called Nosin Alha Anusa. This is more reminiscent of the Avamos of old. Uh, smile, smile. Um, what? <laughs> it's always true. You could always be removing. How many times has he died in this Masechta? <laughs> Unbelievable. And it's not even by my own construct. It's no, the Gemara. It does happen. Yeah. Okay. New Mishnah. Of course, the Pasuk speaks about an Ones and a Mafata, a person who uh, violates a woman or seduces a woman. So here the Gemara, the Mishnah quotes it in, No sin alho anusa ve alha mafuta. One can get married in a case of an Anusa and a Mefuta. A little hard to know what's going on from the words here. A special thank you to Rashi. Take a look at the first Rashi in the Perek. After a man um, either violates or seduces a woman, he's still allowed to marry her female family members, no problem. So Onis and Mafuta, that's not a din in marriage. It's usr. You're not allowed to do it. You're chayv to pay whatever the onish is, I think 50 shkalim, whatever it is. But you're still allowed to marry the relatives. That's the first din of the Mishnah of Nos and Alho Anusav Ala Mafuta. Haones Vahamifate Ala Nesua Chayev. However, if that case was reversed, that would not be true. If a person uh if a person would uh, marry, uh, would be me'anes or mefate, a person when someone is married, that's of course going to be aser. No say adam anusas aviv mefutas aviv. Let's say that a father 
let's say that uh, Ruvain's father, whatever it is, Yitzchak, whatever it is, he was Ma'anes or Mefata, a woman. So it's mutter for the son to marry that woman. Anusas Bito, Umufutas Beno. As well, um, excuse me, Anusas Beno, Umufutas Beno. Or if a man's son violated or seduced a woman, he could marry that woman as well. We've learned about this then already because we're concerned about Knaf Aviv, as we'll see at the bottom of the page, that even though it's true they were never married, but we have a Chumrah, a Halachic Doraisa Chumrah potentially, according to Bihuda, that uh, to marry Anusas Aviv is not allowed. That even though the Anusas Aviv, they were never married, but the fact that this woman was with a man's father makes it inappropriate for the son to also be with that woman. The Gemara opens. Uh, we're probably not, we're not going to be finishing the whole thing. We're going to go about uh, two thirds of the way down. Hashem will catch up tomorrow, but we're getting there. So it says the Gemara as follows: Taninu lahad We have a brisa that's very similar. Anas isha sabita. That's very explicit, very similar to our Mishnah. That if a woman is violated, then it's permissible to marry her daughter and also other family members as well. Nasa isha. But if a woman is married, aser lisabita, then you're not allowed to marry her daughter. Married to him or married to someone? Either way. Well, no, for sure, either way. The Psukim and Chumash say he should marry her. But here we're talking about even marrying family members, and that's considered mutter. Urminhu, we have a brisa that seems to disagree with what we're learning in our Mishnah and in this brisa. Hanitan min ha'isha, if a person, Hanitan, they say rumors about him that he was with a woman, aser be'ima u'bebito ve'achosa. So how does that work? If in fact you're actually going to be ma'ane semafata woman, you can marry their relatives, then all the more so if all they're doing is saying rumors about you, right? Should be. Says the Gemara, you're right, midrabanan. To be with them, but says the Gemara, seems to be that from our Mishnah that it's a din because it says nosin, it doesn't say that nosa. Nosin is a language of lechatchila. So, how can it be that really it's a nisr derabanan to marry the family members of this anusar mafuta? How can it be that it's a nisr derabanan and you're using lechatchila language? Says the Gemara, wow, whole different parameter for our Mishnah. The parameter that was just added to our Mishnah is that, yes, you can marry the family members of the Anusa or the Mafuta, but only after the Anusa or the Mafuta die. So let's say that Ruvain is Ma'ane's uh, Shoshana. So then Ruvain can, uh, Ruvain can marry any of the family members of Shoshana, mother, sister, whatever, as long as she dies first. That's the Dindar And that's why our Mishnah is the Chathila, because our Mishnah is the Achar Misa. So this is where like you'd see like Kahati would add in this line and the Kahati would be like, oh, no sin uh, in, in our Mishnah, no sin al-Hanusa and he would add in la'achar misas ha'anusa because that's an important parameter added to our Mishnah. Asks the Gemara, how do we know this din that one, Mido Raisa, is allowed to marry the family members of an Anusa or a Mafuta? So says the Gemara, the Tanu Rabona, the Kula Ne'amar Shriba, the language of Isser in the Torah by the Arayos is lo sishkav, it's shriva, lying with a woman. The Khan, but over here by Anus and Mufuta, it says kicha, lo marloch, derech likuchen, asra Torah. When we're talking about derech likuchen, when in fact there is a marriage to a particular woman, then that woman who you married, her family members are asra. But if you didn't marry her and you were quote unquote only, me'anis or mefata her, so then you're still allowed to marry her family members. If that's true, we have a very big problem. Elameyata says the Gemara two-thirds of the way down, a little bit more, 10 lines into the new Perak. So look at the Pasuk Bayachosa. Let's see which language it uses, Shriva or Kicha. 
Wow. That would be a very big, uh, be a very big kula. Right, we see the language of kicha is used over here, and then kicha implies that if there is ones and mefate, that you can still marry the person's relatives, which is ridiculous. Of course, that's not true by a sister. Omar Lay, Abai responds to Rav Papa, no. We have the word lekuchen all the time. So haroi lekicha kicha. When the word lekicha should be a halacha kicha like marriage, that's how we use it. And haroi lishchiva shchiva. But if the word is only meant to lie with meaning in a non-marriage way, but obviously in a Tashmish way. So then we have to use the word Shriva. Basically, the word is like a utility player. You have to know exactly how to use it in context. Otherwise, you're not able to ask a question like this. Of course, you're not allowed to sleep with the family members of a sister who is Ma'anis. Of course not. You can sleep with her half-sister. You're not allowed to do that. That's for sure. Also. Says the Gemara. That was answer number one to the Marimakam of Minohani Mili, because we had asked, how do we know that one is allowed to marry? The family members of an Anusa or a Mafuta. So then says the Gemara, Rava Omar, answer number two, that Anas Isha Motor Lisa Bita Mehacha. We know that if a woman was Ne'enas, that the man who was Me'anesar is allowed to marry her daughter from the following. The Pasuk, two different Pasukim that contrast one another. Says the Gemara, here's Pasuk number one, that the Erva, one is not allowed to be intimate with. Uh, the granddaughter, either from through the son or through the daughter, and but it would be okay if the granddaughter uh, was on her side. So which one is it? So that's how we know that it's mutter if a person was menas. <laughs> Then it's mutter for someone to marry their family members. Maybe I should reverse that, how we understand where Anusin applies and where Nisuan applies. Says the Gemara, you can't say that because Arayos She'er She'er Be'onsin By Onsin, there's no din of She'er. It's only by marriage. The She'er, it's an Ones is an Ones. If you're being Ma'anis, someone, it doesn't, you're not able to marry that person anyways. It's only about Onsin. Very good. That brings us to the din of Rabbi Huda. Rabbi Huda, at the end of our Mishnah, had said a din of Aser be'anusas aviv umufutas aviv. That means that if Ruvain is the son of Yitzchak, and Yitzchak was me'anes, uh, shprinza, so then there is no din, uh, there's, then you're not allowed to marry her or her family members, because uh, as the Gemara will say now, Amr of Gidal, Amr Rab, my time is Rabbi Huda. Why was he mocked here? Dechsiv, lo yikach ishas eshas aviv, lo yigalek kanaf aviv. A double language. You can't take the wife of your father, and as well, you cannot reveal the knaf aviv. Knaf shiro aviv lo yigalev. Knaf is like a, a poetic language of sorts that a woman who sees his father, so then she cannot, he cannot be with her. That's inappropriate. Says the Gemara, who says that the Pasuk's talking about Anusa? The din that we're talking about in our Mishnah and for the ensuing Gemara is all about Anusa and Mufuta. But that Pasuk, that is talking about Anus and Mufuta, says the Gemara, because there's another Pasuk just before, you have to give 50 shekel. When do you give 50 shekel? That's by Anusa. So since Tupsukim earlier is talking about Anusa, so too over here. Says the Gemara, and if that's true that we know it's talking about Anusa, then Rabbi Yehuda really has an awesome argument as to why he forbids a son to marry the relatives of the Anusa or the Mufuta of his father. Says the Gemara, that's because it's not really a pure juxtaposition of psukim. If, in fact, the two psukim were really mamish next to one another, you'd be right. You'd be right to say 
that what we're talking about is Rabbi Huda Shita, and therefore the, the son is not allowed to marry the family members of the Anusas Avi. However, Hashta Delo Samechle, there is a, a Pasuk separating these two Psukim. Therefore, you cannot infer the way you did. And Miboyle, we need that drusha for something else. The Chedorav Okay, a side issue. Uh, the Pasuk is talking about something else, and therefore you cannot infer that the Shita should be like Rabbi Huda to restrict the son from marrying the family members of the Anusasavi. The Gemara goes back to the basic shot of the Pasuk, what does it mean to say that there's a limitation from a son to be with his father's partners who are knaf aviv. Knaf aviv lo Anyone that the father was with, that is uh, someone who he should not be with. Says the Gemara, we could have inferred that from another din. We're not going to go into the psukim. The Gemara, the Gemara doesn't quote the psukim. We're not going to go into them now. The psukim by dodaso have restrictions which seemingly would have applied by our case too. Says the Gemara, you're right, but that's a second issue. To teach us that if there is Tash with Knaf Aviv, if a man were to violate Knaf Aviv, he'd violate two Isurim. Says the Gemara, maybe we should say that had this person been a Yavam, then we're dealing with the case of Yavam Alushuk, says the Gemara, Lav or and you're right, we're dealing with three Isurim. Says the Gemara, Rashi, what does this mean, La'achar Misa? Shemes Aviv, Deleka Lav the Yavam We're able to remove the case of Yavam Alushuk if a particular person died, and that brings it back down to two Isurim. Top of Tzadi Zayin In modern America, we have a lot of uh, catchphrases and colloquialisms. I can assure you, that none of our catchphrases were as sophisticated as these seven catchphrases. These are things that people actually said to one another, and they are so complicated. Let's just take a look at Rashi before we start. Rashi on the top of the page, Dibra Maschil, Achmeav, Mashalos Hain, Bene Adam Omran. Let's just remember that as we go through this, because we're learning Yavamos, and it's by and large a very hard Basechta. This was like casual stuff for them. Take a look at just the first case. Remember, this is a riddle. Achme Av, a woman speaking. My brother from my father, Velo Me'en. So far, so good. The who, and he is Baila De'en. He is the husband of, of the mother. The Anna, and I am Brata De'antese. And I'm the daughter of the wife. Oh, thank you very much. Thank you. I literally need like a topographical map to figure out what this one line means. It says Rashi, don't worry, I'll help you because Rashi knows or probably knew in some way that the Eridas Hadoros would be extremely sharp. So it says the Gemara, uh, says Rashi, what's the case? The brother, this woman is saying, this brother from my father, Nosa Esimi, married my mother, Hainu. The Yaakov Onas Esisha, Yaakov violated a woman and she became pregnant. The Holy Bas. And Ruvain married this person, Ubas Yaakov Omeris Cain. This is the daughter of Yaakov who's talking. Simple. As a parenthesis, this doesn't work in our Mishnah because Rabbi Yehuda forbade the being with the family members of Anusas Aviv, but this case included a case of Anusas Aviv. Let's move on to riddle number two. She says, Ahu, he's my brother, Ubrihu, and he's my son. I'm a sister. I'm a sister of the one that I'm carrying on my shoulders, namely the, my own child who I'm carrying on my shoulders. Again, another normal thing to talk about, walking the aisles in Jewel. Says the Gemara, what's the case? 
the case that we can come up with this uh, a very unsettling family tree is when an Oved Kochavim has a child with his daughter. And that way the child she carries is her child, but also her sister because her father was the father of the child with his daughter and therefore the granddaughter. Shlomalach Libri, Shlomalach Libri, this again, riddles. Here's number three. Peace to, uh, uh, peace to you, my son. Bas Achtich Ana, I am the daughter of your sister. That's a case where an Ovid Kochavim has a child with his granddaughter. Those of you who carry water pitchers. Leipul Bechu Satar Patar. Satar Patar is a, is a riddle. You guys, I'm, I'm pouring this one on you. You need to figure it out. Tahai Didarina, the one that I'm carrying, who bar, he is my son, the Ana Bras Achva. And I'm also the daughter of the brother. Similar case. Baya, uh, Baya, this is like a language of uh, woe or oi, uh, I guess oi. Okay. Me'ach. We're talking about a case of a brother who's a father. He is the husband. He's also the son of the husband. He's also uh, the husband of, of the mother. And I'm the daughter of that woman. And he doesn't give bread. To the sons who are orphans, the sons of his sister. Wow. First long line. This is a multi-step case. Okay. Okay. Step number one. Bad start to a story. The Ovid Kochavim has a child with his mother. And then, and they have a daughter. This man who had a child with his mother is now intimate with this woman who is both his daughter and his sister. The grandfather shows up. Wow. Okay, case number six. You and I are siblings, Anna. Uh, I'm sorry, we are siblings. I and your father are siblings. And I and your mother are siblings. We're dealing with the case where an Ovid Kochavim is intimate with his own mother, and he has two daughters. And then he uh, is intimate with one of these daughters that he had with his mother, and they had another child. This is how they refer to her, the sister of the mother, which obviously was representative of, a, of an abnormal family tree. And for the seventh and final riddle, we are siblings of the son of the brother, I and your father are the sons of brothers. I and your mother are the sons of brothers. So says the Gemara, this case actually can happen in real life without there being any What's the case? Ruven has two daughters. He has two daughters, Rachel and Leah. Shimon marries one of them. And Levi, the next brother, marries one of those daughters as well. Brothers can marry sisters. What? The son of Levi. Thank you. I thought you were saying the end of the line. It also says Bar Levi at the end of the line. Thank you. I missed that. The also Bar Levi, the son of Levi, the Nasab Chadminayu, and marries um, not Leah, but Rachel, whichever wife is left over. The Ka'amar Le, and they say to him, Bre de Shimon, 
Levi. So we're talking about the child of Shimon and the grandchild of Levi. And that explains the seventh of the riddles. That's not normal. Okay. Uh, let's get into some sugis that are a little bit more practical, I hope. Hagiores, Shani Skyra, Baneha Ima. You have a woman who converted, and her sons converted with her. And then there was a case of Yibum. Lo Cholzen, Yabmin. Why not? Because Yibum doesn't go through the mother, Yibum goes through the father. So there is no father. The father's Ben Abram there. This, uh, we, this comes up in Brisses all the time when the fathers are going. I got a phone call today, uh, induction next Tuesday, blah, blah, blah. The fathers are going. So let's say this woman had a bunch of boys. There was a case of Yibam. There is no Yibam because Yibam is only with the father's children. Fine. Even if the first child was conceived when she was still a goy, um, however, uh, when he was finally born, it was Biktusha, meaning even the Tashmish has to be Biktusha for the, for the Yibum status to work. And if one child is actually fully Jewish, and not only Jewish, but uh, conception-wise as well, he's Jewish. The same din would apply with a Shifcha who was freed along with her children. Says the Gemara, B'nei Yudan Amsa, the sons of Yudan Amsa, this is the name of a maidservant, Ishtachru, the boys were freed. Shara lehu Rav Achabar Yaakov, the of Nashe Dehadade. Rav Achabar Yaakov allowed women to marry these sons of Yudan Amsa once they were freed. Amar le Rava, Rava says to him, that's not right. But Rav Sheshas Asar, Rav Sheshas forbids it. Amar le, congratulations, who Asar Sharina. He says it's Asar, but I say that it's Mutter to marry the sons of Yudan once they were freed. And then the Gemara qualifies the machlokas between uh, Rav Sheshes and Rav Achabar Yaakov. Everyone agrees that if, if they are then everyone agrees that it is shari. Where is their machlokas about allowing this marriage to take place? When they are full to both parents. Man shari according to the one who says that they're allowed to marry that's because people refer to these children by their father and they won't refer to the amsa they'll refer to the children by the yid who married that that woman they're going to call him as the sons of person x the man he argues that no that they will, will actually refer to them as uh, as uh, barplonis also the uh, the children of the mom so that's why their, their concern is like the yichus. Are you going to say that this person's an Evid or is it going to sound like they're actually a Yid? Depends whose name you go by. The Ika de Amar, this comes up a lot at Brisses. I'm like very, I try to be mocked on this, not to like a lot of the families ask, can you please, when you call up the baby, can you see, say Ben, the father's name, the, the mother's name? <laughs> so this came up once in a Frum show here in the neighborhood with someone who I've known my whole entire life. And he married someone who was very, very mockbid, very mockbid. Is Bezeh and he said to me, you will be destroying my marriage if you don't say my Hebrew name, my wife's Hebrew name, when you do the baby name. I'm like, you, I got to ask you, Shiloh. <laughs> like, it's one thing if I get stuck in a weird scenario in secular America, Mela, nobody knows the difference. But when I'm in a from Shoal and I'm a from Moel and I have my own integrity to be careful, I asked Shiloh, wasn't so simple. I spoke to, I spoke to Robinson, who the family I ended up uh, saying the, the mother's name as well. 
in secular crowds, I tell them all the time, we only use the mother's name when there's illness because the mother's a bilas rachamim. That's a real answer to a real question. But the name, the Hebrew name, is how we call up a kid to the Torah. You don't want me to call your kid by the mom's name. That's, a, that's not good. That means that there's a problem. So that's the answer I've given in secular America and everyone's like, oh, well, I didn't know. I didn't, uh, I didn't know, I wasn't aware. There's that one case where it was found the mother's name because she was prisoner. Yes, yeah, what was that, Yossi, Yosef? It came up a couple times in Shas already. We saw it yeah. a few times. That's not a pretty case either. I'm just saying. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's not a pretty case either. So, anyways, that's uh, what happens when it comes to these kinds of cases. And uh, with bristles, I try to push away. Okay. Says the Gemara, Ve'ika da'amar. Some say, Sometimes he even even argues even by achin min ha'im without the father. My time of because ger shenis gayer kikatan shenola damim. When we have a ger. Uh, that converts, they are completely as if they are a katan, and therefore the machlokas could even apply min ha'im. We're going to stop right here at Tznan. We'll pick up tomorrow night at 8.40 um, with this uh, sugya right here, and Amir Tashem will learn all of Tzadiches. I think I should, or at least to the Mishnah on the bottom of Tzadiches, on the base. Uh, Wednesday, I'm out of town. I should be recording and posting that day. I'm not 100% sure yet. I, even, I'm going to land on time, but I have a graduation to go to. I'll figure it all out. I'll let you know. Wishing you all a beautiful night. Thank <laughs> you.